You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is the home stretch here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Raiders. My co-host is Mr. Mo Moten. He's a national NFL columnist and writer, I should say, writer at Bleacher Report, also known as Midtown Mo. Uh, you can also catch his Raider-specific content up on sportsnot.com where he writes a column there once a week. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today, although we can't answer you from there until Elon Musk fix it for us. So we'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> but Mo, I got to say this, you know, there's a heat wave, not not in the Northeast or in the Midwest where we're at. Um, this, this smoke from Canada continues to cloud our skies. But out in California, they're having a major heat wave. But I want to read. This is from the city of Las Vegas. You ready? The new Las Vegas record has been set. And it's not for heat, by the way. As of Tuesday, Las Vegas had not reached 100 degrees for 291 straight days. Breaks the all-time longest streak of consecutive days below 100, set in 1964 and 1965, and that's thanks to the folks over at the National Weather Service in Las Vegas, which is a great Twitter handle. If you go to Las Vegas at all, follow them. They're really great. It's cool stuff, and it's it's funny a lot of the times, too. But, dude, it hasn't even hit 100. It is the end of June. And having living there, having lived there twice, Mo, usually you're going to get 100, you know, late May, early June. So they're like a full month behind. And 4th of July was always one of the hottest periods of the year. So crazy. Uh, maybe the Raiders can heat it up, or maybe because they haven't brought in their quarterback yet, or Josh Jacobs, and maybe maybe that's why it's so cool there. Things are a little icy. I, I say that's good news for me if I'm you know planning on a trip <laughs> to Vegas because I as if you know me, I I don't like the heat. Once it gets over eighty degrees, I'm yeah. like, look, I I need to hibernate or something, but. And who knows? Maybe I'll swing by Vegas now that it's a little, it seems to be a little cooler <laughs> over there. They have a little under 100 degree streak going. Maybe I'll sneak yes. over to Vegas and, and hang out a little bit. So if anybody's in Vegas, convince me to go over there and, and hang out in the, in the lesser hot sun. Yes. Although people on the far east side of Vegas, shout out to Sunrise Mountain and folks out there uh, up on Hollywood, all that stuff, they have had 100 degrees. So the temperature is taken at the airport, which is right in the middle of the valley, right near the Strip. Now, if you go out west to the Summerlin area, out there as well, or northwest Las Vegas, it's actually cooler because it's 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 higher elevation. 
So if you're on the east side, you're like, what are you talking about? It's been like 103 here for the last 10 days. Uh, so there is a little bit of that there. But you're right. You know, it's, it's hey, it's not, it's not was, global warming anymore. I know they call it climate change, but the climate change in Vegas, it's getting cooler over the past several years. It's actually gotten warmer because of the construction. There's more concrete, just, you know, that concrete effect that happens. So, but yeah, Mo, you get out there get a little avocado smoothie on the strip. People watch. <laughs> people hang watch. out at the airport. <laughs> a little bit, you know. Hang out at the airport. Oh yeah, pick there you go. Pick me up. <laughs> we got we got listeners who pick you up. You wouldn't need to hitchhike. Okay. <laughs> it is our favorite time of the week when we get into uh our mailbag segment here on the Raider Nation mailbag. Oh, that's most theme. Raider Nation is never shy. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, there. So you go. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. You heard mail at silverandblacktoday.com, mail at silverandblacktoday.com, or tweet at Mo or I or the show, and we can get your question there as well. Okay, so our good friend, serial emailer, and we love him for it, Gary Harkin Reader. But I'm thinking, Mo, we should start calling him Gary Harkin Writer. Ah, look at that. Is that too much of a dad joke? Look at that. Look, look, no, no, that's actually pretty good. You like he that may one? not okay. like it because you, you name flipped him, but. <laughs> well, it's Gary, <laughs> Gary, air quotes, Harkin Writer, close air quotes, Harkin Reader. All right. So here's what he says, and his message is always a bit longer, but we like him. And and he actually shortened up a little bit. He's listening to me. So he says, hey, Scott, saw the show. Great as always. He's talking about our last show. My cracked crystal ball says the Raiders don't sign Marcus Peters until they trade Josh Jacobs. Trade Josh Jacobs. Whoa. Similar situation with HR. Uh, Raiders aren't trading Hunter Renfro. Raiders aren't trading Hunter. They need the defensive backs to work against him, iron sharpening iron. Then after camp, depending on injuries, he could be traded. We've talked about that, actually, too. I can see that happening. Uh, the Raider regime is system-oriented. With players that Ziegler brings in, it's up to the coaching staff to get the most out of those players. Player signings will be a function of injury and who doesn't rise as the cream of the crop. This is what he says. My crystal ball says we need another proven edge rusher. And uh, we need to sign a linebacker, yes. And a USL, USFL cornerback, quarterback is signed. Based on Ziegler and McDaniel's philosophy, it's system first and money second. And he quotes Al Davis, the fire that burns brightest is the will to win. And Ziegler's addendum to that is, and to play for what we're willing to pay. <laughs> so there's Gary Harkin Reader, Harkin Writer, writing to us again. So Mo, he's got a good okay. point there about the trades, right? So, so... Josh Jacob trade, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But the the Hunter Renfro situation, we talked about the before June first. But you get through camp, and we've meant we've said that all along as a caveat, right? Which is the market for Hunter Renfro might not be huge right now, but somebody goes down and practice on another team, somebody needs a player, then suddenly the market heats up, and the Raiders can deal him at a different time, including during camp or after camp. I don't want to bury the lead here, Gary Harkinreader, drop a. <laughs> Uh, uh, an idea bomb on us trade Josh Jacobs before before they sign Marcus Pierce would be very interesting I will say that I think fans would be both excited and and discuss it at the same time if those two events happen within a week 
of each other. They'll be happy to have Marcus Peters, but they're like, why is it, why does it cost us Josh Jacobs? And I think that I I think that actually Marcus Peters will be there if the Rays are going to sign him. He'll be there before camp because they want him to get him in there, get his feet wet in the system, whatever, uh, as the summer rolls on. But I think that the interesting part about Gary Harkin Reader's prediction is that. This July 17th um, deadline is going to obviously come two weeks before, about two weeks before camp. So we're going to know before camp, you know, if the rare situation with Josh Jacobs is going to reach Rocky Wars, because if he doesn't have a contract, a new contract by, by then, it's a possibility that Josh Jacobs may not be at camp or he may be there and just not participating. Mm. And then I think they still make a move for Marcus Peters. But I think it's going to take some time if they're going to trade Josh Jacobs. I do think it's going to take some time to them for them to find a trade partner because teams understand that Josh Jacobs want a new deal, so they're going to be hesitant to you know, maybe to acquire him because of the money situation. Right. right. So we have to look at the landscape. What teams were interested in Dalvin Cook may also be interested in Josh Jacobs based yeah. on fit and money. So we'll see what happens there. But I think it takes some time, and 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 once that deadline passes. It passes. They're, they're not going to come to a deal with him. Josh Jacobs either plays on a franchise tag, or he or he holds out or holds in, whatever the case may be. So, I I, I think the Marcus Pierce thing happens within an, another maybe two weeks because we all know veterans like to skip the spring workouts and they like to skip the first oh, part yeah. of the offseason because they're experienced guys. They're like, oh, we don't need non-padded practices. <laughs> they come around the Jadavion Clownies of the world, the Marcus Peterses of the world. They're going to wait till late July to sign. I think that's that's Marcus Peters timeline regardless of what happens with josh jacobs and gary's point about trading josh jacobs and you just mentioned it too is is that's a situation where if they're going to trade him there has to be um permission allowed and conversations that happen between the player his agent and the new team to sign that long-term deal because he's not going to he's not going to want to be traded unless he's getting a new deal somewhere because that's what he wants in las vegas too and hopefully right. that's what happens for everybody's sake. But if it doesn't happen, then you got to find that partner. That partner's then got to negotiate. So then there's still negotiation, which is why I think mm-hmm. it doesn't happen before camp. If if they don't sign him to the deal by the 17th, then they're going to have to start that process if that's what they do. And that could take longer. So we'll see what happens. But to your point about veterans not having to be in camp, same with Josh Jacobs, especially a running back. Um, he's not going to take a lot of hits anyway. So you don't want to do that. So good stuff. It's- so just to be clear, it would be a sign and trade situation where yep. Josh Jacobs signs his franchise tag. A new team acquires him with the understanding that next year they they plan on signing him to a new deal. Because, again, with that deadline passing, he would have to play out and he would have to understand that, OK, this new team is going to invest in me eventually. Right. And that's why I'm going there. So there, there has to be some conversations three ways between Jacobs, the Raiders and that new team, as you just said. Right. And, and, and there's some risk in that too, right? Because they sign, they, they, they agree in principle to a deal, but they can't sign a new contract because he, he will be under a current contract uh, to your point about the deadline. Right, of the 17th. So that's really interesting. That's why it behooves everybody to get a deal done before the 17th. All right, Gary, as always, my friend, thank you so much for your question and for the thought provoking discussion that you just started with Mo and I about mm-hmm. uh, a Josh Jacobs trade. Okay. We move on to email number two. This comes from Anastasia in Las Vegas. Uh, and it has to do with dating Mo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she's like, can you give me Mo's phone number? No, Stop. just kidding. Um, all right, here's what she says. And I'm going to try to read it like I think she would be saying it. I'm not going oh to do a falsetto. I'm not going to do a falsetto. 
Enough of Derek Carr already. Okay, that was the part. Uh, why does he have to keep talking about the Raiders? He's gone. Move on. Now he's starting to annoy me again. That's Anastasia in Las Vegas. Thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> we don't. We don't get. Very short, sweet. <laughs> we, yeah, it was short. She was just mad. She must have been listening to the, the the show and then heard the email address and said, "I'm going to talk to these guys." Uh, but but <laughs> I think we talked about it in the first segment a little bit, which was he did not initiate the discussion around it. It wasn't like he was going out and saying, all right, now I want to dish on the Raiders. He was at a charity event in Fresno talking and somebody asked him a question about it. So he answered it. So now you could still argue enough already. Why are you talking about it? You could have answered it differently. I'm not going to make that argument for him or for you, but I want to make that clear, Anastasia. And I know that everybody's tired of talking about him, but until two things happen, one of two things, I should say, Mo. Unless until Derek Carr uh, completely fails and proves all the people who hate him right, this will continue. And then if he does really well in New Orleans and, for example, wins a Super Bowl, then uh, it'll end it for some. But for the others, it will not. So I don't think it ever ends. It never ends. No, (laughs) Scott, Anastasia, if you're listening out there, believe me when I say this. This is not going to end until Derek Carr retires. Correct. Because his his career now in New Orleans is going to be compared to his career at the Raiders. So when Derek Carr, regardless of what he does with the Saints, when you watch games, they're going to put Derek Carr's first year with the Saints side by side with his first year (laughs) with the Raiders. They're going to put his first three years with the Saints side by side with his first three years with the Raiders. Now, I say that's unfair comparison because Derek Carr is much younger as a Raider. Yes. than he is now. He's an experienced veteran, so I don't think the stats are even comparable. But everything that True. he does in New Orleans is going to be compared to what he did in Oakland and Las Vegas, and there's no way to escape that. And reporters are always going to ask him about the Raiders. And I think for the first year outside of being in, in Las Vegas, reporters are always going to ask him, well, how, the, how does that compare to your time with the Raiders? Or how does that mm-hmm. compare to your time with Las Vegas? Because he was with the Raiders for so long. Reporters are going to glean on to the obvious questions. Sure. How does this compare to your last stop? Well, how, you know, what about when you were? And those are valid, Mo. Those are valid questions for a guy they, they who are, spent his whole career somewhere. They are valid questions from a reporter's perspective, but I understand it from a fan's perspective and Anastasia's perspective. Saying, I, "I'm just done with it. I want to move on." I think this is also Merce's perspective over at Raider Fan Radio that mm-hmm. he's no longer a Raider, so I no longer care about what Derek Carr does. <laughs> and I do understand that 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 perspective from fans. They they're just sure. ready to move on. But just understand, if you follow the NFL in any capacity, the comparisons are going to be made because they're going to Correct. say, well, if Derek Carr succeeds, they're going to say, well, the Raiders were the team organization that was holding him back. If yeah. he fails or comes up short, underwhelms with the New Orleans Saints, they're going to say, well, this wasn't totally a Raiders issue. This is just who Derek Carr is. He's a mediocre or B, C minus quarterback. And not only that, but every Raider quarterback that plays this year, because there will be multiple, um, they they the graphic will pop on the screen. Yep. Here's the Raiders through four games last year with Derek Carr. Here's the Raiders yep. this four week through Jimmy Garoppolo, Chase Garbers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell, Chase or Garbers. Brian Hoyer. Right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Don't Garbers. get us started on the garbage conversation. Um, oh but but you're right. There, the both sides are going to be, especially in year one. It will be so. If you're sick of hearing about Derek Carr, 
then either you got to completely check out and not watch any Raiders football, or you just have to deal with it because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a for good the point. first, for at least the first year, you have first year have to deal with it. the second Correct. year, it'll die down. But this first year, without him, it's going to be comparisons nonstop. Correct. And to your point, until he retires, there will be always the connection because he played nine years. Uh, all right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Anastasia. Uh, for offering a, a female anger point of view to the Las Vegas Raiders discussion here on the podcast. But we appreciate you listening. All right. Our last email comes to us from Dennis out in Wal Walnut Creek. He's written into the show, I think, uh, maybe last month. Okay, Mo, the first part of Dennis's question, or I should say it was a statement where he called Josh Jacobs stupid. I'm just kidding. But he said it would be stupid for him to hold out. And he said $10 million, which means Josh Jacobs would hold out and not play the entire year. Um, you look at this, and we've talked about it ad nauseum today, but you, you look at this and the situation with Josh Jacobs trying to get what he feels is due, understand that he's got to represent himself. His agent has to do that. Um, is this going to be the best tactic? And my answer to that question, before you give yours, is if it works, it's a freaking brilliant move. If it doesn't work and he loses $10 million, it's a dumbass move. Uh, it's amazing how the fine line between those two can be there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Yes, yes. No, but to to just to give a prediction on this, I, I I actually don't think Josh Jacobs sits out the entire season. I think that remember I gave out two scenarios, and I believe the first or second segment. I think it was the first segment that Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley signed for ten and fourteen million dollars respectively, and then Josh Jacobs comes to an agreement with the Raiders for about you know 13 14 million but if those two if saquon barkley doesn't come to an agreement with the giants and he has to play on a franchise tag and dalvin cook gets less than 10 million then i think josh jacobs comes back and says look the market for the running backs well his agent probably says look jacobs the market for the running back is not improving right now so you're gonna have to basically bet on yourself and hope that in 2024 you, you're in a better situation to make more money because if saquon barkley is in a holding pattern with the giants and dalvin cook has an underwhelming deal even though reports say that he has a significant contract on the table, contract offer, that is, it, if those two are underwhelming on the market, then Josh Jacobs is not going to all of a sudden make 14, 15 minutes. It's just not going to happen that way. But right. as you said, as you highlighted, the Raiders are going to follow the, the trend of the market. If other teams aren't paying top tier quarter running backs, then the Raiders aren't going to do it. And I think Josh Jacobs' agent, assuming he's a smart guy or, or, or woman, whoever is advising him, understands that. And I think he's going to have to wind up betting on himself at the very least. So he's going to have the one-year $10.1 million contract fully guaranteed, and then he'll look to hit the market in 2024. So I I mm. think that's in play. I, I, don't, I don't think it comes to a point where he takes the Le'Veon Bell route because it is a copycat league, and we did see what happened with Le'Veon Bell. He never really recovered after that never holdout did. year. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the same situation for Josh Jacobs, different player, different person. But when you see a player take a, a certain route that's not taken by anyone else, you're not eager to take the same route if it didn't work out for that player. Right. Yeah. And I, I just 
I know it seems dire to fans because of the the Pelissario part we talked about earlier, because of Josh Jacobs' tweets, and it's all negative, negative, negative. But I really am – I feel pretty confident, Mo, that they'll work something out before the 17th. Um, and, and even if they don't, I see Josh Jacobs uh, in camp, uh, even if he holds in a little bit um, to that point, uh, trying to do something – uh, I, I think you just don't want to do that. You want to get in there and show that you're going to play and that you're going to make your money. Uh, and But again, so much of it is out of his hands. It depends on the market. It depends on Cook. It depends on Barkley. So we'll have to see. Really quick, Scott. I'll, mm-hmm. These are my top – I'll rank the top three playoff scenarios that I think will play out the Josh Jacobs race situation. One, Most. he gets the franchise. He plays up the end of the franchise tag. Two, he gets a multi-year deal, and that would be after Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley get their deals. Mm-hmm. Three, I think he's traded. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it rank the outcome of how this is going to pan out. Yeah, I think that's plays fair. out the franchise, plays out the end of franchise tag, gets a new deal, and then gets traded. Way down at five or six is him holding out for the whole year when he doesn't <laughs> play. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, and I, I I would imagine his agent would not advise that either. Players sometimes will go against what their agents advise them to do because they get to make the decision. Mm-hmm. They're the boss. But mm-hmm. I don't see that. I think Josh Jacobs is a smart, smart kid. Uh, he's a great emerging leader, uh, and I just don't see him doing that. I see them hopefully working something out, so we'll have to see. But Dennis, thanks for the note. We appreciate it. Bunch of Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs stuff. See people, it's you see the undercurrent there. They're, they're concerned with what's going on, uh, and I don't blame them for that, Mo, but I think that um, everything's going to work out pretty well, I think. We'll see. We'll see how it rolls down. Mo, what do you got coming up? I know here we are sitting on a Thursday. You got anything coming this weekend, or what can people look forward to early next week as far as what you're doing up at Bleacher Report or Sports Not? I'll be posting some pictures of me on vacation on, on the beach playing <laughs> volleyball with a bunch of people. That's that's where I, that's what I'm going to be doing for the next week or so. Nice. I, in all honesty, I have one more vacation. I know people are like, Mo's on vacation a lot. No. Like, okay, I have one more vacation coming up before the grind. You know, it picks up for me around the 24th of July. So I have one last vacation from late June into the 4th of July where I get to kind of kick back and, and, and just kind of relax, reload, recharge the batteries and get back at it. But then I'm gonna I, I'm gonna leave this Raider conversation as a TBD. I, I'm still thinking about what I'm gonna put up at Sports Night. They will mm. be a column up on Sports Night, a Raiders column up on Sport Night, Sports Night next week. I'm just not sure where I'm headed yet. I want to clear my head on my vacation, come back with a clear mind, and I'll think of something creative. I don't like to do the. I know a lot of fans like the position breakdown and every, and we're gonna do that too. But everyone does that. And when I write my mm-hmm. columns, I like to give fans something something fresh, something different, something creative that they can hang on to. Can I make a recommendation? Go ahead. Three reasons why Chase Garbers will be the starter in Las oh Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Can we, can we get, like, two, just two, one minute on this. For, for the Chase Garbers people out there, oh. I, I said on Twitter on Tuesday night, if Chase mm-hmm. Garbers starts one NFL game, yeah. not in the USFL, not in arena football, not in any other league. If he starts one NFL game in 2023, I will eat cheesecake on air on this Whoa. show. And you know, I, I'll stick to my word because when I lost to Scott in fantasy football, I ate mint chip ice cream on this show already. This, so this you did. I'm willing to I'm willing to live up to my bets and my words. If Chase Garber starts one NFL game, <laughs> I will eat some cheesecake on air. That's how confident I am. Because if you know me, you know I hate cheesecake. So this is how confident I am that Chase Garbage is not well, going to start a game. 
You hate he cheesecake, but you you've been on this this rampage against mint again. It's an it's an Someone unmitigated unmitigated social media rampage by Mo. Someone, someone Mad Mo. Me. Someone triggered me with the mid shift stuff, but Chase Gar <laughs> Chase Garbage is QB four right now. The Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt a lot. He's so QB four and a half. Exactly. Now, if Devontae Adams I, could play quarterback better. <laughs> now I know, I know. Vinny Bonsignor said that you know Chase Garbage isn't just a camp arm. He's been developing under Josh McDaniels, and I get it. He, he's you know Vinny's a great reporter, and and we mm -hmm. get it. Chase Garbage has been around, but. Even if Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt and they have to let go of Jimmy Garoppolo, they have Brian Hoy there who knows the system. And they drafted, they went up, they moved up in the forefront for Aiden O'Connell for a reason. So those two guys will be in the pecking order above Chase Garbers, who went undrafted a couple of years ago, I believe. So yeah. Chase Garbers, for the Chase Garbers fan club out there, I'm sorry you're offended by this comment. He's not going to start a football <laughs> game this year. Well, and I'm so confident he's not going to start a football game this year that I'm willing to cheesecake. eat a disgusting piece of cheesecake if he does. <laughs> Ch I mean, listen, he might be a really nice young man, and I have nothing against him personally, but no. Chase Chase garbage from a play oh perspective. Not garbers, garbage. Boy, man, people, it's it, you know foot, you know, people are like, it's like it's like an addict. You 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 you're and I don't mean to make light of addiction at all, but I'm saying you're so addicted to football and Raiders football. That you're starting to get delusional talking about Chase Garbers. This is what that's what some folks are doing. I know I've been there with other other teams that I follow and stuff, baseball things like that. You're, oh, what if we did this? Yeah, just let it go. Just with Chase you know Garbers, just let it go. You know what I noticed though, and this is not just with Raider fans. This is across the board because I've covered the Giants in in a previous mm -hmm. life. I've covered the Pittsburgh Steelers, and fans across the board do this. Yes, they have a tendency to take a player who's on the fringe. And pump up that player. I don't yeah. know. I, I think it's the underdog type of, it is, type totally. of thing where yeah, absolutely. fans see themselves. A lot of people see themselves as an underdog. So they right. want to see the underdogs to see. So they'll pick the guy who's a fringe player, fringe roster guy and say, that guy's going to make noise. And then yeah. if that guy does turn into something, that fan can say, see, I saw it before everyone else. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's part of that's why. Right people pump up these players who are who are just on in obscure spots on the depth chart chase garbers being one of them i i just don't think and that the same thing goes for isaiah polo mile if you look at twitter a lot of Raiders fans like isaiah polo mile and i think we had a question about him recently they are uh, email access do i yeah. think it, it might have been um garoppolo's hair might have been him asking about polo mile polo mile i may be mistaken but one of our emails said do you think polo mile is going to make some noise this year um, because they thought that he was going to play a big role in defense. And I said, he's going to have to have a big offseason to make that jump because I just don't see it from him. But to my greater point that fans are like to attach themselves to these underdogs and, and hope that they succeed. And I, and I get that part of it, but not to crush anyone. Garbers isn't going to be that guy. It's just not going to happen for him. Yeah, we as Americans especially, we love the underdog. We love, especially in sports, we love the player who has some sort of potential. Because yep. potential means you haven't failed yet, particularly, right? <laughs> it, do, it does. It does. I mean, look, I remember as a kid rooting for backup quarterbacks. And like, oh, he, if he could just play, if he could just play. And then he eventually plays and you're like, oh, he's not very good. And, and fans will turn on you like that because mm -hmm. they'll root for you. They'll say, get you, give him a chance, give him a chance. And then he goes out and lays an egg. And it's like, this guy sucks. Get him out of there. So we, you we remember are Matt fickle. McGloin? 
Oh, Mac McLoin. Oh, boy. Yes. And there's a, the, a slew of guys that have come through the Raiders organization the last couple of years. Um, go back to Chris Warren, the, the third. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Second, yep. sorry. Third. Uh, he, great example. Oh, the, why isn't this guy? We, we have our running back. We have our running back. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. work out very well. So that happens. And, and the defensive backfield has happened a bunch too. So, but anyway, we talk about it here. All right, Mo, enjoy some of your beach time and your, your, your mint chip gelato time. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Get some coffee gelato, we'll call it even. Uh and and have some fun with that. But we will be back on Tuesday. All right. So enjoy your time, my friend. I appreciate you. Yep. So for the people out there, don't expect any pictures of any mint chip or cheesecake <laughs> Cheese photos. Uh it'll it'll be some good food. Good snacks, good desserts, actually. Some edible stuff. Go. Not the stuff that, that, that you guys consume that, that ruins your inside. So expect <laughs> that from me this That blocks it all up. Week. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. For Mike Robbier, our producer, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Branson. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your audio. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Make sure you hit subscription and the notifications bell. Until Tuesday, enjoy your weekend, Raider Nation. We will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.